Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. It's Sal Capaccio. 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 On WGR. Excited for our first chat with Sal since uh, Sunday's football. I don't know. Like Bulldog is talking Sal about how the the AFC Championship just depressed him. Wanted to not watch the game, and I, I can understand that. Um, I haven't really spent any time thinking about the game itself yet until just like five minutes ago, walking around in here. I'm like, Philly. <laughs> so in this wonderful modern age world we live in, I was able to put a wager in on on Philadelphia uh, in these in these last five minutes. I don't know. I just Maybe it'll be like the Denver thing, Bulldog, and I'll totally change my mind and cancel yep. the bet or something. But, Sal, I, I, I really like the Eagles here. My initial thought is to like the Eagles as well. I think they've been the best team wire-to-wire in the NFL this year. They've had their moments where they weren't, but they have been the best, most complete team, I think, consistently all year. It's funny. I said the same thing to my wife, and she said, well, like early in the year, you said they weren't that good. And I said, you're right. I didn't think they were. But now (laughs) I look back and... You know, at the time, you're going through it, and I'm like, yeah, they can't be that good, right? No, Hertz isn't really stepping up like that, but I do. I think that they have, they're they just very strong in so many areas, and I think that they'll be able to get after Mahomes a little bit, and they can score with them. So I, I'm leaning Eagles as well. You know, the, the I, I, I am too, but this slowed me down a little, and I saw it through our buddy Sam Monson, who's been on with us uh, at, at – four o'clock on on Tuesdays all through the season and will continue for a couple of more weeks here because he commented on this from one of his colleagues at Pro Football Focus who tweeted like um, that the Eagles the four best offenses the Eagles played all year were the Cowboys with Dak I think mm-hmm. I, I don't think he played both games no he didn't them. the Packers the Jaguars and the Lions and three of those teams dropped 33 or more on the Eagles so it could give you some – I mean, Kansas mm-hmm. City might be a, 
a, a team that can score on them. But then you've got the injury to Mahomes. I don't know. That just slowed me down. I thought Eagles 100%, and that sort of made me pump the brakes a little bit. Okay. I saw that. Okay. Yeah, I, 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 I hear you there, but I also think I look at Kansas City. They gave up 28 to Denver, 24 to Houston. Like, at Denver again, 24. Um, they've had moments where they just they gave up. The Raiders scored 29 in that early Monday night game. So, I hear you. This will be their best challenge. And I also saw the Eagles played the softest, I guess, schedule, you know, weakest schedule. But it doesn't mean they're not good. It just happened to, mm-hmm. yep. you know, have a better chance even of winning a lot of those games. I just – I think they're, they're up front. They're so good. You know, I was actually thinking about in these terms the other day, like – just thinking about what Brandon Bean said and Sean McDermott said and what the offseason look, looks like. And maybe, and it's not just because they're where they are. It's a big part of it, obviously, because they, they advanced. But I, I just think maybe that's the team to kind of model yourself after, where it's been more in the mold of, like, Kansas City and how they've done it, even without Tyree Kelly get all these weapons. But, boy, the Eagles really have very good offensive and defensive lines, and that has just propelled them so well. And then they have a stud, stud wide receiver, obviously. They can really run the ball well. You know, and I, I just I think maybe that's the team that you have to start kind of looking at. Is that how you, how you want to do it? Yeah, they are different. I've been thinking about that too. Two great mm-hmm. wide receivers, I would say. I mean, Devontae Smith has really, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Has really emerged. They did, to the schedule point, their, their last year's Bills, you know, like – what do you do when you play a week schedule? You bury everybody. And you know, Phillies, they weren't at the yep. top of the league in point differential, but they were um, you know, over 100, over 100 on the plus side. Uh, 26 to 24 and a half is the game script. Sounds like there's a little bit of an over vibe here, especially from Bulldog. If you think, that, like, for what it's worth, the Eagles have given up only seven points in each of the two playoff games they've played, but you know, well taken on Sam's point about what they've given up. Well, is it isn't isn't Carl Sheffers refing the Super Bowl? Yes. Oh, thank you. Pump the brakes on any over uh, under talk. There goes the over vibe. <laughs> right. There goes the over. Sal, if I were a referee, you started putting statistics out in my name like this. I would just make a conscious effort to change it. You know, like the worst thing for an official's <laughs> mm-hmm. reputation is the idea that games are always one thing when they're officiating. One team always mm-hmm. wins, or they're always low scoring. Man, I, I, that would bother me as a ref. Yeah, well, if they pay attention to it, which, you know, I, mean, I don't know how you can get away from it, I guess, and to, the, the way today is. It's funny. Last night I just watched the um, that series Untold. It's really good. They had the Manti Teo thing. And last night I watched the one on Tim Donaghy, the NBA referee. Mm. And it just what you said there just reminded me of that, where there, even though, like, he claims he didn't fix games, so to speak, like, he was always rated very highly. and But the subconsciousness, I think, of what you're talking about, like, well – Okay, this is what they think about me. Maybe, you know, you do have control in a way, even if you're not trying to control it. Right. To the Bills, Sal Capaccio on the West Her Hotline. Just want to get your uh, analysis and your thoughts on some of these big free agents the Bills have. Uh, and starting, let's put Poyer and Edmonds together here. I guess I'm, I'm guilty of doing that whenever we're talking about this, thinking of them both, of course. Uh, important players on defense in terms of Poyer. I think that especially understates it. And they're both Sal guys that I'm assuming are done with the Bills. Maybe not on Edmonds. Like, do you think that what might the odds be, in your opinion, of the Bills keeping him? And then, of course, uh, Poyer too. Yeah, I don't think you should assume that on Edmonds. I actually would put the odds greater than 50% that they would keep Edmonds. Okay. 
I think the, the, their philosophy on drafting, developing, and retaining, he would be the slam dunk poster child for that, especially at his age. We've made a lot about his age since he came in the league. He was drafted at 19, played his first NFL game at 20. And it, there's two parts to this. Like You could make the argument they could maybe use something different, and I've thought about that. Maybe they need more of a thumper middle linebacker to pair with Milano. I could see that. I also think Tremaine Edmonds is a really good football player. And there's no reason. I don't think you're going to get much better than him in the free agent market. Uh, but you could you could argue that the, his style of play might be a reason why they would be more willing to move off him, even even with the price tag being the main reason. But on the price tag, he's so young now, as Joe pointed out, which is right, he could sign a five-year deal and still not be 30 years old in his next contract. Like, that's exactly the kind of thing you want. If you're going to get a player that's in your system, an ascending player who I think they believe he's an ascending player, and we're always hearing about how much is on his plate, how much he means, middle linebacker, what he does, the range he has, how he fits in the defense. So I think because even if the price tag is a little a little too much, a little too high, you can figure out a way to do a four- or five-year deal to spread that out and make it much, much easier for you. How how much of a bad rap do you think he, he gets? Like, is he – like – because that, that you, you hear, like I've even said it, like like big splash plays, impactful plays. I've also watched a, a lot of analysis of their defense and the ground he covers, and it it it's you really got to dig deep. It's like it's plays that don't happen because he's there. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and so I don't know how 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 do you. I'm sure there's ways to to you know coverage metrics and things to really dig into. Um, and I think he improved in those areas this year, but like the things he does aren't like the traditional sexy, impactful defensive player things. And so I, I really get tangled up thinking about paying him, you know, I don't know, top, top linebacker money. It's a great point. He does. He does a lot of things that just don't show up on the stat sheet. I mean, the fact that he's so long and he is a good zone coverage linebacker. He's not great man to man. A lot, a, lot of, a lot of linebackers, off-ball linebackers, aren't middle linebackers. But he is a very good zone coverage linebacker, and he just he has so much range that when he's there, he does alter a play quite often. He was he was around the football more in the passing game this year. Um, th- those splash plays really haven't been there his whole career. Maybe a couple this year. I can't remember anything necessarily. I know he had an interception uh, later in the year, I think it was. But um, he had one in the Jets game that should have been called. Um, they didn't give that to him. So that's true. I, how much of a bad rap does he get? I do think there's an overreaction on both sides, which is typical with when dealing with that. When you you know people analyze, he's not nearly as bad as a lot of people who don't like him want to tell you he is. Mm-hmm. I also don't think that he's like one of the top off-ball linebackers in the league. He does a lot of these really nice things, and again, though, if you let him walk, you're not going to get much better. I think the question is though, can you still be fine without getting much better. The issue I have with Tremaine Edmonds is what you said is right, Bulldog. He's never been great at the point of attack. That that's the that's the issue. And mm-hmm. I think I I would like them to be better at the point of attack. That has showed up too many times over the last several years. But he's not a point of attack linebacker, and that's where I say maybe they have to rethink and say, hmm. You know, I'm not saying A.J. Klein is better and you should invest money, but a guy like A.J. Klein, who is north-south, point of attack, when he gets to the party, he's bringing it with him. Like, that's the kind of guy you need sometimes when you get run on like they did against the Cincinnati Bengals. 
But through a 17-game season, those guys are going to hurt you a lot, too, because they don't do the things that Tremaine Edmonds can do. Right. They don't have the range. They can't. Yeah. That's right. right. Well, the franchise tag is $20 million bucks. I mean, are, you want to rule I, that out? I don't out? see it happening. Okay. He, he, it's the number two position behind quarterback because they have to count – because they count – Edge rushing three, four outside linebackers. Like TJ Watt is considered, I believe, in that linebacker category. Okay, so He's you'd never three, use four. a fran- you'd never use a franchise tag on a on a player like this, then. I don't think you should, and I don't think they would. And Brandon Bean basically said, like, that's yeah. he didn't say they wouldn't do it. He indicated that that's tough to do because of that situation. Right. We have seen Bean, I guess it was two off seasons ago where we thought they're not gonna be able to keep these guys and they managed to keep it was was it Milano, Feliciano, and maybe Daryl Williams were the three guys that, that right. they managed to decide. Like wow, like I we didn't think they were going to be able to do that, but they did it. Um, and Milano was the loftiest contract of that group, but he he figures into this too for me. Like of course you'd love to keep that duo together, but Milano's got a hefty contract now. Edmonds, if you get him anywhere near what his market value should be, is going to be more than what Milano's making, and then what am I doing? I'm paying linebackers 20, $25 million a year or more? Like, that that seems nuts. Yeah, you're going to have to think about that, how much you're allocating to the position. Now, Milano's cap number next year is 13, and the following year is 13. That's not a ton for Matt. He's an all-pro. He's a first-team all-pro, yeah. right? I mean, in his overall annual average, I think is just shy of $11 million. I'll take that. That's great. You're getting a really good deal for Matt Milano, but the like you said, if you add up what you're paying two linebackers, that's not even three because they don't play they don't play three linebackers. Right. Even if you want to count, you want to count Taron Johnson, he's making a decent number. Right. And you want to count him as your third linebacker there. Yeah, you have to start thinking about where you want to allocate all of those numbers, and they definitely do, you know, figure into that. But I, I don't know, man. That, that's what happens, right? It's your turn. You, you know when yeah, you yeah. make those deals. Let's go back to that time though. I remember that, Daryl Williams, Matt Milano, and Feliciano. And the Bills will do the same thing here, which is, I think, really what they do. And speaking to Brandon Bean about this, and I, I talked with um, you know, Milano's agent, Joel Siegel, and did a, did a story on it. They have a value. The Bills will have a value and say, here's where we value the guy. And they're not going to really deviate from that much. Can you massage it? Of course. You know, you, you talk a little bit, but they're, they're going to have a value on Tremaine Edmonds. And if their value on Tremaine Edmonds is, let's say, 12 and a half a year, and there's a team out there willing to go 14, I just don't think the Bills are going to be willing to match that. That's that's much more than they'd want to pay. I understand the franchise tag number at safety is in the 14 range. And you know, Poyer, in a sense, I think, Sal, is more logical for this. He's certainly a better idea for this than Edmonds, as you explained it. But older player good team. Players hate this though, right? I mean, is is that part of the equation here with this player who's had this important status with the Bills? Because if if it were something the Bills, whether that mattered or not, or just it was amenable to him, like that is logical to me. You keep him and he's worth this money. He's 32. Like, what does he get in free agency? Does he get a four-year contract from somebody worth a lot more than that? I don't know. I think the age is everything here. I think that he's a 31-year-old safety who's probably looking at a multi-year contract that he wants. I think this has been the issue from the beginning here. 
there's a reason that he hasn't been signed. Right. For all that Bean has done and been proactive in signing guys. I mean, you go back to last offseason and signing Dawson Knox with one year left, you know, on his deal or whoever it's been. The, this was always we they knew Jordan Boyer was a very good player. There's no doubting that. Everyone's known that. It's been talked about. I think it's always been they have two aging safeties and they have one with still another year left and Micah Hyde who's 33 and then they're going to pay another one who's 31 that's going to what the t- end of his contract's going to bring in a 34 35. I don't think they were interested in doing that ever. And then the injuries started piling up as well and he's been great. But these are all things that they're going to have to consider. Um, I think it's less likely he actually gets the franchise tag. Not because of the mo- the, the, the money for Tremaine Edmonds doesn't make sense. But at least with the franchise tag, what you can do is you can use it as a placeholder till a deal gets done. And you say, you know, we, we're, we're confident. I just think it's about the fact that they don't necessarily want to have a safety at that age yeah. and some of the injuries. Over. It's not about necessarily even the money or the player per se. And that stinks because he is really good. We know that. And I do think he's going to get a, probably a pretty decent contract from some team, probably looking at like a three-year deal at his age. And I just don't think the Bills are willing to do that at this point. I, I wonder what they end up doing at that position instead. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, obviously Hamlin, like he was playing in Hyde's place, and maybe that was going decently enough that he was in the plans. But, you know, that, that obviously seems off the table, at least for the immediate future, if not ever. Um and then where are you? Like, you know, ja- Jaquan Johnson's also a free agent. So is uh, Dean Marlowe. Doesn't seem that they had much faith in Johnson uh, at all. Like, he, he, he barely got on the field until it was absolutely necessary at the end. Mm-hmm. So, um, boy. And I he's mean, a free I, agent, I, too, by the way. Right, I know. Yeah, I, just, yeah, I mentioned. So you, you're, you're going to really be kind of scrambling there, maybe. I agree. And if you look at the top paid safeties in the league, um, you know, you just don't get guys who are making the kind of money that Jordan might want or command at their age. The only one is Harrison Smith. Right. Harrison Smith is 34 right now. Um, otherwise, like, it's mostly guys in their late 20s and only a couple, they're actual 30 years old, who are already doing that. So that's where I go down and say, I just don't think the Bills are willing to do that. And they probably want to get younger, but it's a good question, Bulldog. I mean, does that come? You, you, I the ideal mention, scenario. You know I forgot yeah. about what they mentioned about Benford. Right, isn't there that's some true. potential that's true. To, to move Benford from corner back to safety, and so maybe yeah. that's maybe that's a, a starting point. A hundred percent. I just don't think it's something you can bank on him being really good and saying, "Oh yeah, this is our guy." Right. So, <laughs> right. <clears throat> I think, I think the ideal scenario is you find your next Jordan Poyer, and of course, I don't mean like, "Oh yeah, you're going to find an All Pro," you know, just hanging out there and waiting to be signed by somebody. Um, what I mean is the guy, a guy that's just going to automatically become an All Pro. What I mean is you find a guy who he's, he's on a team somewhere and you just don't think he's had his opportunity or has been used right. And the Bills have done that with some guys. Mm-hmm. You go back to Feliciano when he was with the Raiders and he came in and he played really well. Or Daryl Williams. They've had guys like that that they brought in. and you know they done nice, Isaiah McKenzie he was on waivers with the Denver Broncos. Like You can do that. It's not a foolproof idea. But I, I, I would be willing to bet that they're looking for that. They're looking for, is there a guy out there? You know, Jordan Poyer was on two different teams before he came to Buffalo. I mean, he was, on, he, he was cut from the Eagles, and then he became a free agent after playing for the Browns. Like, that's the ideal scenario, I think, to them, is you find a guy who mm-hmm. he just hasn't had his shot. 
He's not going to break the bank because teams just, but we're going to have faith in our pro scouting staff to say he can play. What are your thoughts on Devin Singletary, Sal? Can't see him coming back on the surface, but the thing that's working in the Bills' favor, if they want Devin Singletary, I think they would want Devin Singletary back. They just wouldn't want to pay a hefty amount. I think, A, because it just goes kind of against the core belief of how they usually treat the running back position, and B, they have James Cook probably ready to step into that role. But if they want to roll back with, it seems like they always like to have that kind of committee, one-two punch, not have to rely on one guy. The thing that's working in their favor is this is a loaded running back free agent class. Mm-hmm. And Devin's going to be far down that list probably. So most of the money that gets allocated to running backs around the league, it, he's not going to get a lot of that. I can't. And, I mean, unless one team really loves him and says, oh, my God, this guy, we really need him and want him. You know, you might be able to get him back for a, a nice price. Give him a two-year deal. Say, hey, let's let's run it back for a couple years. We can afford, you know, four, four and a half. Is that too much? I don't know. I think that might be right. And if that can happen. But, hey, Devin's earned an opportunity here, four years in this league, to go and, you know, cash a check and, and, and get get his money. And if that's the case, then that's fine. And, like I said, he's earned that opportunity, earned that right, and good for him. I think it's going to be tough. I don't think philosophically they're going to want to go out and do anything that's extravagant to keep him. But I also wouldn't count it out because of what I just said. I think that you might be able to get him for cheaper than, you know, what maybe. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Even he thinks he's going to get. So you make him an offer now and see what happens. Like, Probably, yeah. yeah. I, I, most, mostly that read is also my read. I, I could see him back, and when you say they liked him, and I think he did a pretty good job, then mm-hmm. with the point about the market. And Cook just being a complimentary back. If, if he ends up being like a workload guy, that'll be the first time in his career, you know, including college, that that's happened. And the Bills did not draft him as that as we know. So 
I think you know they could go get somebody different than Singletary, but I would think there'd be somebody prominent here, considering Singleton Singletary as prominent for this point. Um, in addition to Cook and Hines is an easy cut, like that's that's four and a half million, and there's no dead cap. There's an out, so that should be an easy cut. Could be, yeah. I mean, you could also ask him if he wants to restructure, maybe even give him an extra year and just move some money around or something, because you did give up an asset for him. And maybe they think that, you know, what they got out of special teams is something they'd really like to have. I wouldn't wouldn't discount him being back, but that number might be tough to deal with. So, you know, we'll see where that goes. I agree with you on that. They, I can't see them just rolling into the season where there's a clear cut. Oh, yeah, it's James Cook. And then who's behind him? Oh, Naeem Hines, an undrafted and then an undrafted guy or something. There's going to be somebody else, whether it's Devin Singletary or somebody else. So <clears throat> you might as well make it maybe Devin Singletary. Your own guy who might you might be able to afford if that market does settle down on him a bit. All right, Sal, enjoy the game tonight. Okay, you too, guys. All right, there's our Sal Capaccio on the Wester Hotline, and his appearances are always brought to you by New York's only outlet, Liquor. When you need to stock up, it's the place to buy a case. What's your outlet? We'll take a break and look for your calls after the update. 803-0550. We've got an, a good hour to go here before pregame. 6.30 for that. Sabres and Hurricanes downtown. Talking bills, the free agents, the offseason, and more here. Mike Shope and the Bulldog. Again, the number 803-0550. Back after sports on WGR. I got the sense, talking to people who had spoken to Brady over the course of the last, I would say, two or three weeks, Mike, that uh, Tom Brady heading back to Tampa was probably not something that was going to happen. I know they wanted him back. Just didn't seem like that was really in the cards for a variety of reasons. And then it was like, is he really going to play somewhere else? And by somewhere else, I mean somewhere besides Florida. His children are now in, in Florida in the Miami area. I know he wants to be close to them. That is paramount to him. So was he really going to go to Las Vegas, to San Francisco, mm-hmm. to Tennessee, somewhere else and be away from his kids? That was really the discussion. Ian Rappaport, Tennessee. Ooh. What round pick are they in an upcoming WGR quarterback <laughs> carousel draft? They probably were picked last year. Probably. Weren't they, when he went to Tampa, weren't they, like, do you remember, like, all the trying to figure out, like, the clues? And I feel like Tennessee was a good guess for, like, Rivers. That was, oh, okay. That maybe. Was well, yeah. maybe Brady, too. But I remember this, I guess I remember this from that long ago. Okay. That Philip Rivers maybe was going to go there after after Indianapolis, and then he retired instead. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I there was a, a a a time where Brady said something about some other team that was in it or something, or, or maybe he said something. I was never going to go there. Oh wait, you're going to keep going with that bleep bleeping guy. Well, that's that that one was. A, a great effort was made to try to figure out who he was talking about. That's that's what I'm referring to. And it, I thought Tennessee was where a lot of people settled on that. Well, there was also the possibility that it was Garoppolo. You're, like ah. you're sticking with Jimmy Garoppolo and right. Ryan Fitzpatrick. When Ryan Fitzpatrick was in Miami, because we knew that Brady wanted to go there, like really you're going to stick, you're going to go with Ryan Fitzpatrick over me. So yeah. there are a, those were a couple of. Uh, this is fun. This is like deep throat. Yeah, and fit, you know Fitz. I don't know how well known this was then, but boy, Fitz this year on TV was pretty public about sort of having a 
having a problem with Brady for not shaking his hand after they beat him in uh, in uh, 2011. Was that? Yeah. Doesn't like him. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. If that frostiness was there then, then him referring to Fitz that way would would certainly fit. Well, Brady is going to Fox, and Fox has the Super Bowl, so we'll almost definitely have him involved in this broadcast, which is not good. Like, (laughs) it's not respectable to like. uh, Wait, I got to be careful how I word this. Is that respect respectable to like the idea of Tom Brady in the booth? Maybe is that going too far? Like, do I have to disown friends who think Tom Brady will be a good announcer? What do I What do I say if he actually is? Because sometimes that happens. In fact, Greg Olson, like Fox this year, they lose Buck and Aikman. I was not a fan, but still, like they're kind of a it's a it's a big game. It's they're big, big game, game guys. Yes. Yeah, it's a big game sound. Yeah, and so they leave, and I don't think they had anybody who was like a big game sound team. And so Greg Olson ends up as the number one color guy for Fox, which has the Super Bowl. And early in the season, I would I was putting it like this: this watching the lead Fox game, it's like no one is broadcasting this game. I don't I don't hear any sort of I'm not hearing anything funny. Of course, I'm not hearing anything that interesting. Like it just doesn't sound big. But Olson became a darling. I don't know what your opinion of him is. He was really good in these playoff games, I thought. Like, sharp. The way Romo was, not in the same way, but like Romo, the, the book on Romo is that he sort of stopped, he, he lost interest. I thought he was garbage on Sunday. Okay. Romo. I thought he was horrendous on Sunday. Anyway. Well. Um, that that you seeing you're seeing articles like that mm-hmm. on him that it's just yeah. like he doesn't research like he used to and I don't the, think he knew about Burrowhead. Yeah, I know you said that. Yeah. Maybe. I don't think I've said that. I don't think I've said that until now. Oh. Um but it was evident that I, other people have probably said it. Uh, it was oh. obvious at the end of the game that he had no idea what Travis Kelsey uh, was talking about. Okay. Um the way he reacted to Kelsey saying that just seemed like oh, we got Burrowhead now like Dude, it was a story all week. Anyway, um, well, that bulldog, I, yeah. that kind of thing happens to me. But like, you still are going to get if if that's correct. But you still from Romo, you you want to you want to get those little here's what's going to happen moments. And I don't remember any of that th- anymore. Like that sort of stopped happening, right? Remember the begin the big mm-hmm. excitement about Tony yes, Romo in the first year was yes. yep. he's like calling out what's going to happen on plays and yeah. That kind of went away, I think. I think a few a few things probably happened. Like you know, it, it, it he probably got smacked for that, and, and 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 or maybe he did, and so like decided to like back off on it because he wanted to make you know everybody happy because you're in the club now. Um, so maybe that happened, but yeah, the the stories about him like just sort of showing up and and not really doing the work anymore um, are are out there this year. And so, you know, maybe it just got like this is easy and I'm getting paid a lot and I don't it's I don't have to really dig in and do the work anymore. Um and I think he sounded like that to me. Um so yeah, I mean it sure, like we all miss stuff. Um but yeah, I don't know. I think at that chair you should work to avoid missing things as obvious as everybody in the country talking about Burrowhead. Like how do you miss that? You miss that if you're not paying attention at all to the run up to the game. Yeah, I guess. 
I think. I don't. I don't know how else you could possibly miss it. But you know, whatever. Anyway, we were talking about Olson. Well, I, I, I don't. I don't have a strong opinion. I've seen all the. You know, the 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 the, the writing that's been done about him being in this spot he's in. Um, but I don't even have like a beginning of the year different opinion from later in the year. I think you know he was he he you know he didn't do anything that bothered me, but I also didn't feel like I was getting like a like, something really great out of him either. Okay, well I'll be interested in uh, hearing him at the Super Bowl because I thought he made a lot of good observations here, and I'm seeing a lot of positive reviews for him, yeah. uh, which is cool. And like Brady is moving in there. And I don't know, like, I, I shouldn't assume, but is there any chance Tom Brady, who has never been interesting, will be interesting in this job? Like, everything is so forced and just, ugh. I, I, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I shouldn't yeah. assume he won't be good, but I'm not expecting it. I'm not, I'm neither am I. <laughs> not, I mean, not, just... not, not, neither am I. Um, yeah, so, okay. Yeah. And I don't know what what does that mean to Olsen? You know, like does he just go back to being the number two crew at Fox, or you know, is there somebody waiting to jump on him and move him somewhere else? I mean, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Well, the Sabers are home tonight to Carolina. Really exciting. There hasn't been a game since Saturday. There won't be another one because of the All Star break and this little bye week thing. That's structured into the NHL schedule until a week from Saturday, and it's a good opponent. And I said earlier that I had a would-you-take question for Bulldog that he might not like at all, but um, I'm still going to ask it because that's what we do here. Ready? Yep. Would you take a six-game first-round loss to Boston? Sure. Oh, yeah, you're... Well, you can't be mad at the question if you're saying yes to it. <laughs> the person who says yes to it sure, uh, yeah, can't I mean, be mad at the question. Yeah, I, I want I, I want them to get in, and I'm not one who's going to worry about what happens when they get there and if they lose to a team that's having you know borderline a historically great regular season. Uh, you know, okay, I'll um, I'll take it. Uh, I'll take it as progress. I'll take it as them learning, you know, something maybe from those games they'll get to play, the intensity, and we all get to, like, you know, we, we get a couple of home games there, uh, and, and we'll go six, maybe we get three. Uh, yeah, I would, I, would, I would sign up for that, sure. I have to say no. It's a loss to Boston. I've, I got enough of those. I have enough playoff losses to Boston in my bag uh, to sign up for another one, but it would be a great thing, of course, for the playoff drought to end, and then you can go into next year, you know, everybody will talk them up. Yeah, it it feels to me like it's not as long a drought as the Bills had, but I remember even... Like the the day of the you know the run up to the game, the day of the game, and even after the game, I wasn't that upset at all that they lost to Jacksonville ten to three or whatever the hell that score was. It's like mm-hmm. the, to me the story was this jubilation we got on New Year's Eve, and then the fans showing up in like tens of thousands of fans showing up in Jacksonville for that game. That was the story, and. You know, I, I know it was an NFL playoff game, but it 
the result really didn't matter to me, and a Sabres playoff appearance at this point would feel the same way to me. The Sabres get there. The Sabres drought is worse than the Bills drought. Agree? Yes. It's it's definitely worse than the Bills drought. It's a lot harder to not make the playoffs. It's a lot harder. There's a lot more luck in hockey, and you've been gifted four top two picks in, in in this era. And still haven't made it. Like it's just incredible. Like it really is sort of not necessarily the worst uh, period of time for a team, like or drought for a team ever in the NHL. But it arguably is in, in this era where you know it, I guess in the seventies or the eighties, almost every team makes the playoffs. And th- these days it's only half now, so they've cut into that a little bit. That part mm-hmm. is comparable to football now, and it didn't used to be. Yeah, that's right. But, um, yeah, it's just, I'm ready for it to end. So is everybody. Should be a lot of energy in the building tonight uh, for, for Carolina. Yeah, I hope so. I, I meant to look earlier. I, I never got around to it um, just to see, like, what was available like, as far as the, the secondary market or even, like, at the box office. The box office might be the be- better indicator. Like, are there, are there seats or are they, you know, go- are they gone? Because they might be gone. They haven't played at home in a while, and they don't play at home, like you said, for a while. So, And they've been good. So maybe that, that trip they just had where they went 3-0-1 um, even got people to like, yeah, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dive in. When do they play next? Oh, they only have this one game for, oh, okay, well, I'm going to go to that game then. Just doing a quick search, there's one obstructed view seat I see, $6,600. Mm, are you sure that's not for that's, the Super Bowl? That's the Super Bowl. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's actually okay. the Super Bowl. <laughs> Tonight's game is probably less. And I don't think there are obstructed view seats in the arena. I don't believe so. Did you ever sit in them in the odd? I did. Oh, yeah. The blues where the the monitor would hang mm-hmm. down from the overhang of the oranges. And like, so you couldn't, because you couldn't see the scoreboard. So they'd have the monitor there so you mm-hmm. could tell what the score was. How about that? That's a different era right there. Right. The TV. I can remember the first time I got in there, and maybe I might have even noticed the TVs at some other time when I wasn't in those seats and thought, wow, that's got to be great. You get replays. Yeah, no. So the first time we sat in the upper blues, I'm like thinking, we're going to get replays. Like, no, no, that's no. No, that's not You're going to get a black and white picture of the scoreboard right. all night, and the scoreboard right. doesn't have anything going on at all except the score. Right. And it's probably pretty blurry. <laughs> it was definitely blurry. Just good enough you could tell what the score was and the time. Right. That's yep. just It served its purpose. That was the yeah, purpose. That's correct. Entire purpose. <laughs> all right. Pre-game at 630 with Paul. We've got lines open until then. 803-0550 for your calls. Mike Shope and the Bulldog WGR. Sabres and Hurricanes tonight. Pre-game at 6.30. The game is on TNT and WGR. So no, uh, what, office or what's usually on TNT? Obviously the NBA, but... I don't know. The only time I go to it is when these hockey nights, so I don't know. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. 
Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovas. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. Yeah. Oh, what, else? what else is on? I think it's Comedy Central where I get the, the office is just always on. Mm-hmm. Or Seinfeld. Last night I watched Seinfeld for a minute. The Van Buren Boys episode was on last night. I texted Sneaky Joe right away. Because that he loves Seinfeld like so many, but that's the name of his Shopes and Dreams fantasy team is the Van Buren Boys. That gang that uh, George tries to get into. I I don't I don't I don't I, this does not ring a bell. It's a little bit later on. Yeah. So I, I lost my way with that show towards the end. Peterman is writing a book, and Elaine works for Peterman. Okay. And Kramer has interesting stories, and like Peterman tries to buy the stories. Then Kramer's in a bar, starts to tell this one story, and Elaine has to shut him down because he doesn't own the story anymore. <laughs> it's good. Here's Brian with us. Hi, Brian. Hey, guys. I, had a, I was going to ask you guys' opinion on this. I, I think we all kind of agree that wide receiver uh, is, is a huge need, and it seems to me that the Bills have had two approaches on this post call it 2017, really, after Josh. It's been get the veteran wide receiver, you know, your Cole Beasley, John Brown, Emmanuel Sanders, mm-hmm. and then Jamison Crowder wrote. I think the downfall there is these guys are old. They're on the back end of their careers. And because of that, they're worn out by the time the playoffs start. I definitely felt that way about Emmanuel Sanders. And even in 2019 in Houston, you know, that team didn't lean on John Brown in that game. That was Duke Johnson. Who, who or uh, that that was the most targeted receiver in that game? So, so you've had that route, and then we had the Gabe Davis promote from within middle round route. But I, th- despite his shortcomings, was it really a surprise? I mean, he was a go route runner in college that ran that route exclusively, and so he's not a complete tree. And so, to me, it seems like the most logical option, and the, the option that I think the Bills should take is you you need an elite trait sort of wide receiver. Jeremy White was on this. Mike, I know you were on this with uh, the Jets receiver uh, that went in the first round. And I just think you're going to need elite traits, and that's the only place to get those kind of players in the first round. So to me, if it shapes up that way, that's where I think the Bills should go. 
And I was just asking your guys' opinion on that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I largely agree. I, wh- I wouldn't want to say it's the only way to do it, but it's certainly the best way to do it, the best odds for success. Um, interesting to see at 27 what's available to the Bills at uh, at wide receiver. Last year, they might have, I, I don't know, I mean, we know that they needed a corner and they knew that and they drafted accordingly, but as much as I wanted a receiver there going into the draft, it wasn't really doable. Didn't fall that well for them. Yeah, yeah and I can't betray <laughs> myself and be like, oh, just trade up. I, I, I'm not a trade up guy. Like that... To me, that just assumes you know more about the draft and the players than is humanly possible. So six receivers went in front of me last year. Fine. Kair Elam, fine. The Bills did actually trade up two spots, I think, to, to draft him. Um, then in the second round, that's where I was would have been tempted to move up. And the two players were George Pickens and Sky Moore, who were getting who were available as the pick was coming up, a few picks ahead of the Bills. And Pickens went to the Steelers, and Moore went to the Chiefs, and I'm not trading up, and the Bills didn't trade up. Instead, they draft, they traded down twice and drafted Cook. So um, what we're a little less than three months away from the draft, and we're gonna, all going to learn a lot about what the who the players are, what the options are, whether it's a good year to have this particular need or not. And, um, yeah, it will be challenging, but certainly important. Yeah, and I and I've I've kind of come I've I've come around. I, I gave a, a long uh, explanation of my thought process on this yesterday, uh, talking about the line and the receiver. And I just I'll, I'll I won't go through the whole thing again. I, I've got like you said three months, so I'm I'm sure I will get a chance to give that speech again. But um, I've I, I think receiver they've got to find a guy to challenge Davis for the two spot. Uh, if not, or, or just draft somebody who can absolutely just go into the slot and be their slot receiver from day one. That would be Smith and Jigba if they're able to get him. That would okay. be, I think that would be that player. Okay, thanks, Brian. Mike Shope and the Bulldog. How about some reverse Eastern Conference power rankings on this hockey night? I'm oh, ready my, now. I'm ready my, now. My, my. I said yesterday I wasn't. We get the extra half an hour here with the 730 game. People are driving down there. Come on. All right. All right. That's next. Mike Shope and the Bulldog WGR. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 